welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this episode, whoa, we've got some updates. We've got some alterations. And, uh, you know, we've got a few things to let you know about. And by we, I mean myself, Ryan Spilkin, and my friend Matthew Stubblefield. Hello, Matthew. Good to see you, Ryan. Uh, Good to see you as well, sir. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long year this week. (laughs) <laughs> just like every freaking week this this year i do i do wonder if the day comes when we're like it's adaptivist live no updates <laughs> deal with it because uh, this is what we do we we update you all on what's going on and one of the big updates that came out uh since our last podcast uh is summit 2021 atlassian's international conference for customers and partners uh has gone remote it's already uh decided uh, this was going to be in Las Vegas in April of 2021. Uh, Lassian, way ahead of the curve, decided to already go ahead and move it remote. They've relocated it from Las Vegas to your couch. Right, yes. <laughs> um, uh, you can still drink as much as you want. Uh, but now, you know, you get to do it from the safety and privacy of your home, which, you know, might be better for some people. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we we got some experience with the Remote Summit this year. I think we'll see even better outcomes next year by Atlassian having over a year to plan or, you know, really right out a year to plan the, the remote conference. I think it's going to be stellar. And um, from the perspective of a partner, it's, it is kind of nice to like, we can now invest our planning in, you know, remote centric events and, and connecting with customers that way. So uh, Atlassian, thanks for the, the heads up. I know it's got to be a hard decision, um, but uh, appreciate you you know, uh, making that call now. It's, it's, it's really responsible. And that change has extended to all of their events um, for, the forth- mm. for the foreseeable future. And so there are more, it's more than just Summit, really. True, true. Yeah, good point, Ryan. Yeah, so uh, pretty much everything is going remote. And one of those events that we want to highlight today is Codegeist. Uh, so this is a remote hackathon. Uh, participants build cloud applications. Uh, they they do say innovative cloud applications is what they're looking for, but I bet if you made an iterative one, uh, you know you can still you can still make a splash. Uh, this is not just an opportunity to make an application; it's also a competition, and it started uh, the last couple of weeks, May nineteenth. It runs through July thirteenth. So if this is the first you're hearing of Code Guys, don't worry; you still have like a month and a half to participate and a chance to win over $300,000 in prizes. We'll link to the Code Guys page in the show notes. You can see what some of the kind of the constraints or guidance uh, are related to uh, you know, how to participate, and you can enter now on that page. While we're looking at the clouds, might as well talk about the updates to Atlassian Cloud, because they've got some nice quality of life improvements uh, released in the past couple of weeks, starting with the ne- the improvement to next-gen projects in general Jira Cloud, where you can now filter by issue types in your issue navigator. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a quick, easy way oh, to break yeah. down what's going on. Who would have thought? <laughs> and over in Bitbucket Cloud, pull requests are being rendered down to a single file view in the new code review experience. So a piece of code that would just be too long otherwise is now being condensed. So some nice visibility changes uh, rolling out in the cloud this week. And normally, as we are reviewing the cloud updates, uh, we're really focused on stuff that's new, that's that's just launched. But cloud, by its nature, is often rolling things out over time. And there's one rollout that we want to highlight to you all. 
Uh, it's right at the top. It's a platform-wide change around claim accounts after verifying a domain. And the show notes will link directly to Atlassian's documentation on how to verify a domain for your organization uh, and what happens uh, when you do that. This is uh, particularly relevant to a topic we've we've already uh, <laughs> trampled in many podcasts in the last few months. <laughs> we're 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 kind of tired of talking about it, so we decided not to talk about it. And then this came up in the the cloud notes today. Um, the the whole Trello thing with uh, the Atlassian ID and and claiming accounts and things like problems open up to domain. So as you read through this, you'll see uh, you have to take manual action to claim accounts for the domain. It's not just happening automatically. And when someone's email is claimed as part of this action, they will receive an email notifying them. So I think these are two really smart additions. I'm really helpful. Hopefully, I'm interpreting this page correctly, that, that it is not an automated process as much anymore. I think admins will be notified. They'll, they'll you know, be prompted to go claim their domain. But like, I think adding some of this tooling in and these, these processes is really safe, or at least improves sort of the safety, reduces the risk. Uh, so if you are a, a Jira admin, admin definitely encourage you to take a look at that if you're whether you're on cloud or not um, because there may be people at your organization who are on cloud who you don't realize uh, this this tool will help you kind of start getting a handle on that another thing that is coming to the cloud in the the future which wasn't on the cloud updates page but instead on the developer blog is the official full rollout of Jira apps to the mobile app. So, yo, dog, I heard you like apps. Your apps are now available in the app. Um, but the thing that's happening is that on 30th June, all app makers' apps will be able to be accessed in an, a view in the Jira app. How many times have I said app in the past minute? It's too many. Too it's many too to many. Count. Put it this way, though. Don't you remember... Do you remember we used to call them plugins? I do. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> mm, Pepperidge Farm loved calling them plugins. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the important things for developers to know here is that this is on by default. Okay, so if your mm -hmm. app has not been tested for mobile mode, maybe take the time to go through the steps that are listed on the blog that we will include in the show notes. Also, app. You know another app that we love, Ryan? It's a little app called Trello. What's going on Trello land? <laughs> well, in Trello land, um, they have just done some really nice UI extensions. Uh, you can now apply full card covers. So it's a really striking visual impact on the board. We're able to color cards in a full manner. Cards can even become list headers now or list separators. Just some really nice visual touches. It really robust. I love the way it acts these days. And I like using images on cards to tell me quickly what I'm looking at. So this is, and it all works. It's going to work right off the bat in the mobile app. So it's a, just a really nice touch. And we'll, of course, include that blog in the show notes. So let's turn to Elastian Server, starting with Jira Software 8.9. Uh, now, as sort of like a, a fun aside, uh, you know, we do this podcast every two weeks. We look through the release notes. Um, it, it means that by necessity, I'm keeping up a bit more on this than than I think a lot of people do. But even then, it's really like every two weeks, Ryan looks through everything, and then I look at a Trello board and go, "Oh, there was a release." <laughs> um, 
But uh, these days, I'm I'm also wearing the hat of a product manager for for an Atlassian app, and uh, as a result, I I now get the uninstall feedback when uh, somebody uninstalls our app because it's not supported by, you know, for a particular version. So I, I got the notice uh, Friday uh, that that uh, somebody uninstalled because we weren't supporting Jira eight point nine, and I went, oh, Jira eight point nine exists. All right, well, let's get that in the backlog and. You know, by end of the day Friday, we supported eight nine. There actually was no changes needed. It, it worked, but we ran the test to make sure everything using bamboo tested green across like you know a thousand different tests that we run. So, uh, in addition to this, there being a new version, uh, there's also that refreshed velocity chart. Uh, we actually talked about this a few weeks ago as one of the things that was coming up. Uh, just kind of a new visualization of that it shows an average. Um, you don't get everything that you would get in the control chart in terms of standard deviation, but it does sort of draw that line across to show you what your average velocity is and just cleans up the display, makes it a little easier to read. In the same vein, some attention to text spacing and kerning uh, for accessibility. Um, you can manually control um, text spacing uh, and, a, and a few other things, so I, I think that's nice. Um, and some data center improvements around uh, the, the cluster monitoring. If you're a Jira admin, I mean, you know, I, I think this is a safe one to upgrade to. I don't think you necessarily need to wait for 891. Read through the various uh, stories and bug reports, though, uh, before you do it. As always, test it on staging first. Um, but uh, so far, uh, our testing on, on 89 has been, been pretty positive uh, and everything looks like it's going all right. There is a nice touch in the notification scheme with mention mentioning people on the tickets that they didn't call out in the uh, the text of the release notes. That's worth taking a look at. So one called mentioning a watcher. Um, if if you're familiar with Jerry, you know, or really any Atlassian product, if you're watching something, you're going to get notifications about it. Uh, but the notification when you get at mentioned is a little bit different. It includes some different details, and so the suggestion. Uh, was that even if you're a watcher, if you get mentioned, that sort of at-mentioned notification should take priority. That should be the one that's sent, not just the generic, you're watching this. Uh, so that uh, that one uh, was good. And then um, there's sort of a follow-up to it that, that came at the same time of always using that phrase, mentioned you, and emails for comments or changes that, that mention you. So again, it's just clarifying the text to make it a little bit easier to scan something and, and identify the context of the notification and you know why you're receiving it. Uh, I think for a lot of us who work a lot with Jira or any lasting tool, we sometimes get too many notifications. So any improvement that helps us like quickly contextualize why we're getting this thing uh, is always very helpful. You know what, Matthew? I do look through these articles every two weeks looking for the newest things, and it beguiles me to no end when I see that new versions of software have come out, you know, af the day after we record. That always makes right. me laugh, right? Yeah. I always go, oh, they got us again. And uh, they didn't <laughs> because as well as the new version of Jira software, the new version of Jira Service Desk version 4.9 was released on 20 May. Um, and it's mm -hmm. a pretty small, the service desk update is pretty small. However, I want to point out that Atlassian owned up to making a change that a lot of users didn't really like. So they've reverted 
the sharing settings for new requests to uh, what it was in version 4.6 before they made the change in 4.7. You're able to customize whether or not a request submitted via email should be private or not. You can actually make that choice for your organization. Whichever works best, you can now set that. You're also able to improve how you process SLAs, which has always been a little bit of a confusing thing to me. Um, but now they're, they're tr looking to make that clearer and to make issues fall into the proper SLAs as well. In their continued commitment to accessibility, uh, they have now allowed Jira Service Desk agents uh, to space the text a little differently that they see. So if you have issues parsing text uh, quickly or dyslexia, et cetera, um, you can fix that up, make it a little nicer. Yeah, a, a lot of nice things that just like in Jira software are buried in the Jira issues and, and not in the, the post that was published. So I think um, looking through all of those, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite characterize it as a reversal on Atlassian's part around these more of an iteration, you know, hmm. it's great that they reflected, they took feedback. Uh, it went from, you know, new feature with no control to now more control. Great. Uh, uh, similarly, the um, in service test, the DC node list, uh, adding in uh, status on that mm -hmm. in, the, in the UI, like that feels really nice to me uh, and like a big thing. I wish we had a GIF. I want a GIF of like a node failing and that status changing. Um, I just want GIFs, man. Boom. But <laughs> we just want GIFs. Um, but uh, yeah, that that feels like a real big, nice improvement. And it's just down in the issue list. So if you're running Service Desk, uh, take a look at uh, 4.9. And uh, look at the issues down there and, and consider an upgrade on that one. Uh, turning to Confluence, uh, last podcast, we talked about the beta release uh, that, was, that was available for 7.5, uh, in particular, table art, uh, you might recall because we waxed poetic about it. Uh, that beta has ended, 7.5 has launched. Not really much more to say about it because we talked about all this different stuff you know, in the last podcast, but 7.5 is out there, it's shiny. Um, I like the the improvements to attachment uploads, uh, as well as the improvements to audit log stuff. Um, just, just like a wall of bugs that have been fixed. So, uh, yeah, get, get ready to upgrade to to seven five because I think we all need more more table art in our lives. I think I'd like to make like a um, Link sprite from the Legend of Zelda. You know, I want to make a mm. table and do a I can see that Link. Yeah, that'd be nice. But I feel like I feel like that's uh, particularly apropos of like the it is dangerous to go alone. <laughs> you know, start just start putting that on every confluence page. <laughs> <laughs> we'll draw the sword. It'll be perfect. You know, Matthew, they actually this. they upgraded every major application while we were while between our podcasts. It's I true. How could they do this to us? It it you know here's uh, here's the thing. I mean. I, I really feel for the Atlassian admins who are, um, cause I, I used to run during confluence and back when I did it, it was a much, much slower release cycle. It was, um, really every, typically every like 12 weeks, there would be a release that I need to upgrade to. And it was nice cause they were offset every six weeks would be Jira. And then six weeks later would be confluence. The six weeks later would be Jira. Um, sometimes it was more like three weeks, but even then it was still like, 
you know, yeah. I still had like sort of a six week rotation, you know, so it wasn't too bad. I do one every three weeks and then the other one every three. So Jira was only getting upgraded every six weeks, Confluence every six weeks. Yeah. If this podcast, any indication, it's every friggin' Atlassian tool under the sun gets upgraded every, every two weeks. Um, and as like, as the admin, I, I honestly, I don't quite know how it is these days, but I know I definitely felt pressure to keep them updated. Cause if you get too far out of date, the upgrade gets real dicey, you know, if, yep. if like you're in that, if you're in that spot today, where you are on Jira seven, one, and you need to upgrade to Jira eight, nine, like, I don't know how smoothly that works anymore, but I know that that type of gap, you know, when I was doing it was like, you're gonna take weeks. Well, they've introduced uh, an upgrade path tool in Jira service desk. Have you seen that? That is true. Yeah. And there, there are a, a lot of improvements to the tooling and the analysis. And even one of the things we talked about in the podcast uh, a month or two ago was like uh, the upgrade automatically capturing the files that you'd modified and applying this modification. Like, there's so many improvements from when I did it. I know it's like, <laughs> I know it's, it's streets ahead. But, but, but like, you had to walk I, uphill both ways in the snow. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. To and from the server farm. Admins um, these days, they got it easy. Yeah, 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 but it, it, there is that pressure there. Um, uh, thankfully, uh, there's also you know uh, you know enterprise releases, so um, you you know you don't have to you know upgrade all the time. You can just do it once or twice a year. But um, but there are updates, and Bitbucket Server Seven Point Three was released today, second of June. Uh, as we've often covered in the podcast, Adaptivist Live, not actually live. It's Tuesday, the second we're recording this. Um, I know there's no portfolio release notes uh, yet, so I'm, I assume portfolio will release something tomorrow, or of course. you know, and or like bamboo or now. somebody. Advanced, <laughs> sorry, yeah, right. Advanced roadmaster Jira will probably have a release tomorrow or something after we record this. But Bitbucket seven three um, introduced a capability for admins on server data center to uh, set an expiration for tokens, like a, a, a days until expiry. So I think that's kind of nice. Um, managing personal tokens can kind of be a pain um, sometimes if you if you don't have a more advanced uh, access management system. Um, uh, so being able to set that you know by number of days is good. Uh, and then second big change: uh, source branches will be. Um, it, it phrases it as source branches are now deleted after merging by default. And that's not quite true. Um, there's there's a checkbox to delete the source branch after merging. By default, that box will be checked. It used to be by default, it was unchecked. Uh, if you take an action on it, your choice will be remembered. So like, if you've never done it before, it's going to be checked the first time. If you uncheck it, it will remember that in the future, it will not be checked again, unless you clear your cookies or switch to another computer or something. So just the thing to be aware of. Um, it's interesting. I've heard fierce opinions on both sides of this. Some people who think every source branch should be deleted on merging. Some people who think no source branches should ever be deleted on merging. Uh, if you've got an opinion on this, I'd love to hear it at Adaptivist on our social media, whatever platform you use. Cause, uh, I don't know. I haven't been given good reasons either. It's just like, no, you should never delete it. Why? Cause reasons, um, <laughs> or we should delete every single one of them cause reasons. Let us know what you think. A uh, shorter list of bug fixes on this one, um, particularly some stuff related to data center looks like, uh, and mirroring. Um, so uh, check out Bitbucket 7.3. And to wrap this one up, we've got a little shout out to our partners, MetaInf, 
who are hosting a virtual Atlassian Day from Tuesday, 9 June to Thursday, 11 June. And, uh, you know, Adaptivist is going to be showing up. So we'll be giving a keynote and we'll be giving a workshop. The keynote is with Janina Koskinen, who is our product manager for Project Configurator. And our very own YouTube star, Ravi Sagar, is going to be leading a, um, a session over improving JIRA ticket quality with dynamic fields with ScriptRunner. Um, so we'll be there. We'll be hanging out on the virtual booth and on the Slack. So make sure to hit up MetaImp's virtual Atlassian day, and uh, you'll find that link in the show notes. Well, Matthew, I think that's all we've got. Tune in next time to hear what happened three years from now, <laughs> however much time passes in two weeks these days. Uh, and we'll update you on our updates and releases and what other new fun things have happened to Trello and Atlassian ID because the rate things are going, we'll have yet another update on it. The updates will never end until they do. So we'll get updates on your updates. As Matthew mentioned, if you've got something for us to talk about, connect with us on social at Adaptivist. Like and share this podcast wherever fine podcasts are liked and shared. Hey, it would be really helpful if you wrote us a review on your podcast platform of choice. That would be awesome. Are you an Apple Music user? Do it. Spotify, do it. Do it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. For Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. talk about the mentioning a watcher yep or the always use the phrase mentioned you in emails both